Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And I'm Devin. Hey, we have Devin here with us. Yay! Yay! Woo! We also have been drinking. So. What? No. 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 No, no day drinking. No. <laughs> Specifically, Devin's reaction time is a little off. So. <laughs> My synapses are good. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, apologies beforehand. So, we're going to talk about a show that we just binged watched together. Woo! Agretzko. Agretzko. I'm so white, I've literally been in my head like Agretzuko or something like that. <laughs> like, well, totally wrong. <laughs> okay, so some background. Agretzko is a property by Sanrio, the same people who own Hello Kitty, uh, Little Twin Stars, Choco Cat, basically all the cute Japanese shit that you love, they own it. Them are Sanex, and they're two different companies. That confused me at first. <laughs> but yeah, Sanrio. And this is kind of like the first adult character that they have. She's a red panda, and she is 25 years old, and she works in a shitty office job. And then to express her rage, she does death metal karaoke, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, so this actually started as, like, I think five-minute shorts that they just released. I think they were supposed to be put between commercials. Now that they have money, they put a whole Netflix show together. And now it's on Netflix. And it's ten episodes long. Yay, Netflix. Netflix, yay! You do all the good things. Yes. So... If you're interested in watching it, it's on Netflix, so steal your friend's Netflix, watch on your own Netflix, Agretzko. And we watched the English dub. Um, if you choose, you can watch the sub. It's in many different languages. It's a cartoon. The dub is actually really good. Yeah. The dub is actually really good. And I can read the Japanese subtitles that they have at the bottom, and it's it's quite accurate. Good. They're good to know. Yeah. We wouldn't know. <laughs> I love when she's screaming the the hiragana at the bottom of the screen. It's just a a a a a a a. So it's just ah. It's perfect. It's exactly right. <laughs> I'm like my Japanese lessons from a few years ago kicked in for that one. Amazing. Ooh. I understand the scream. Yeah, it's like not not meaning to brag, guys, but I can read that one character. <laughs> okay, so. Rachel, can you give us a synopsis? And by the way, guys, a synopsis. God, by the way, we don't have any show notes. This is off the top of the dome. Off the top of the dome while we've been drinking for this entire binge watch that we just did. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna do my best. So uh, Retzko works in a in the accounting department of like a big company, and yay, I know I'm doing good. Um, and her boss is like is literally a pig, and he is a chauvinist pig, also. So and a bunch of her office mates, um, or people that work in her office, are also annoying and shitty to her, and she plays it off all cool on the outside, but then she goes into the bathroom and screams it out, or. After work, she goes to the same karaoke place and screams it out, too. Um, there's also some intermixing of um, some older women. Well, I wouldn't say older women, but women that are in higher positions in that I think, company. I think they're only two or three years older than her. So women that are in higher positions in the company, they kind of befriend, befriend her when she goes to a yoga class and... They kind of help build her up and get her to not really assimilate into the workplace, but deal more effectively with uh, kind of what she's being thrown <laughs> um, in the office. Um, there's also a little bit of romance thrown in there, too, uh, but not too much. It's mostly just about 
Retsuko uh, dealing with her office job and how you deal with emotions as a woman in the workplace. So, Devin... In a hostile workplace, I Yes, hostile workplace. Yes. Devin, is what you saw accurate to a Japanese job? So entirely accurate. It's incredible. Because, like, right now I work at an international company and it's totally different from what is seen in this anime, but I have... I have experienced the Japanese workplace, and it is so real. It hurts. Like, the fact that she is making tea because it is a woman's job to make the tea, or a woman's job to do the vacuuming, or water the plants, or whatever. I have literally heard that before from many, many, many co-workers that I have worked with throughout the years in Tokyo, and it's just (sighs) frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... Horrible! Oh my god! It's terrible! It's terrible that 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 kind of sexism still exists mm-hmm. in the Tokyo workplace and within Japanese-based companies. And I know it's been slowly been phased out, but not quick enough. Yeah, yeah. not nearly quick enough. By the way, everyone, uh, Devin lives in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. She lives in and works in Tokyo. Yeah, but I work at an international company now, so it's nothing like this. So, yeah, and you know, like the the transition process, I can't. I mean, can't be easy. Um, I mean, they kind of show a little bit of that in the show. Like, it's it's kind of a fine line. Like, you can't just fire somebody for seemingly no reason, but then it's also hard for the women that may be in a subordinate position to even make a complaint. Yeah, even among other women, like if you're with, uh, if you're senior co-worker mm-hmm. is a woman even then they can tell you what to do and like i've been instructed in how to sit before oh my god yeah like the the way i sat was wrong or the way i did any kind of drawing at work was wrong it was terrible i'm sorry mm. i've had like six drinks. it's okay don't <laughs> worry, don't worry. Uh, but yeah it's um it's terrible it's terrible and it's sexist and it should stop but Especially in the countryside, it is a prevailing sentiment that many people live by, and it's unfortunate. Every day, Retsuko takes the train to her job, and the train is, like, packed to the <laughs> brim, like, like her face is, like, pushed against the glass. Is it like that in Tokyo? Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. The trains are fucking terrible. Like... Okay, so I ride the Chuo line and the Maranochi line, and the Maranochi line is the fucking worst shit piece of <laughs> crap ever you have ever ridden, and it's full of molester, misogynistic men, and, like, you want to just elbow them in the stomach every time you step on that train. So, yeah, it's that terrible. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. And, no, but, like, you can see the shot in the anime where she, like, someone is breathing on her and yeah. she turns away. That is totally accurate. Like, mmm, mm, someone is breathing on my face. Mmm, I can tell what they ate for breakfast. Yum. I'm gonna turn away now. Yeah, it's terrible. But if you ride the train, like, after 10 o'clock, between 10 and, like, 4 p.m., totally fine. So, you guys heard it here first. A pro tip. Between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., <laughs> that's when you should ride the train. <laughs> so if you're a tourist, definitely avoid the Maranochi unless it's those hours. Well, yeah, I mean, when we were in Tokyo and you were taking us around by the nose, it wasn't crowded except for, like, one time. Yeah, we were pretty lucky, yeah. I think, with that. We also, like, had horrible jet lag, 
and and yeah. we're up until so early, and then like we fell asleep until like one p.m. Yeah, you had the weirdest schedules. It was yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was yeah, it was yeah. hard, but yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of walking too. Oh my god, I yeah. didn't was not prepared for that. No. So, do you guys see these kinds of Japanese? Uh, structure, societal, work environments in an American setting. The misogyny is still there, but it's much more of a subtextual thing. Like, someone won't say, that's women's work, but they'll expect you as a woman to plan an office party and Mm. execute it, and to order the food, and then to pick up. Yeah, they won't say it, but... Uh, a frequent thing that I run into at work is that since I work for, um, like, a recreation and parks department, like, we have to move stuff a lot. Like, for events, you set up tables, you set up tents. And every time, like, I go to help, like, men folk, for lack of a better term, <laughs> set up set up things, you're like, oh, you don't have to lift that. And I'm like, I can lift it. I can do all of this. I can do anything that you can do. Like, it does not matter but then on the flip side of that then they think the moment that i say that that i can do everything by myself even stuff that they would team lift together mm-hmm. so it's either i'm like a like a hyper masculine woman that can do everything by herself or you're a feeble woman who can't lift anything like it uh, to be seen as an equal physically is like really a tough hurdle for me and then also the fact that a lot of the men and specifically the parks division will not listen to you. As soon as a woman's mouth starts opening and talking about stuff that maybe they know anything about, it's literally like Charlie Brown teacher, like, wah, 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 Is it literally like Parks and Rec? Kind of, yeah. Like, recently we we asked some guy to, you know, get down six of the high top tables, and we specified which high top tables we were talking about, and he took down, of course, the wrong ones. And then he tried to fight my coworker on it, and she was like, no, 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 no. Over the phone, me and you agreed on this. And then after, like, two minutes of arguing, he was like, yeah, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) And then he didn't even offer to help us get them down from the high up place. Like, that's not even, it's not even like that we couldn't have done it, but he would have helped anybody else do it. He would have helped men do it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, yes, some of that, but it's not like straight up, they're, they're not going to be like, oh, well, you're a woman and you're stupid and you didn't know what you're talking about anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that bad, but there's still obviously that power differential. The worst example of sexism uh, in my career so far is from a job that I am no longer working, so I feel better about talking about it. But I was working as a reporter in a small town for a newspaper And one day, my boss is like, Emily, uh, we have this intern. He's going to ride around with you all day. And I'm like, okay. I get to babysit this 17-year-old boy. Oh, joy. So we're riding around. I go drive to someone's house to interview them about this lake that's overflowing that's going to threaten to flood this neighborhood. So I'm trying to get quotes from all the residents affected. And not a single one of the residents spoke directly to me they talked to this 17 year old boy before Mm me even though i had the clipboard i had the paper and pen taking notes asking questions 
they would address everything to him oh, because crazy. he is obviously the reporter and I'm what his secretary like oh true facts no that happens to me too like when we take programs to schools both of the guys that work underneath me they're both guys mm-hmm. and so when I take them with me to go to a school who who gets asked all the questions the dude see this is why I'm glad I work solo most of the time <laughs> like it, it's just so bizarre and they're like oh i don't know and they're, and they're like that's my boss and it, there's me standing behind them like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. the boss i'm telling you what i'm the one that knows what's going on and they don't yeah. but sure thanks for assuming incorrectly so now that we went on that day, <laughs> um at the show that we are talking about um Oh, let's talk about her love interest. I feel like in, in the last quarter of the show, she's like, wait, if I get married, I can leave my job. I can be a housewife. So she ends up going on a blind date, uh, a blind group date with people in her office. And she's so accurate. Yeah, that was that accurate? That's so accurate. Can you tell us about that? Like, I don't think that's not a very common thing in America. Okay, know? so yeah, in Japan, it's so common to have these like group blind dates where your coworkers will have this party set up with other coworkers and all of these men and all of these women who are single will meet up and they'll go drinking together and they'll try and make some kind of romantic connection within the company and most people who get married in Japan meet their spouse within the company that they are working and then once they get married the woman quits her job so it's really a misogynistic setup that they have going on there just totally based on getting together within the company and finding a spouse really young also like you're Mm. supposed to get married in your 20s oh yeah (laughs) i don't know if that's the same here though anymore it's like it's like early 30s now late late 20s early 30s i don't know i still feel the pressure of i feel it right now (laughs) yeah there's like a lot of people that are our age that are already getting married and it's kind of like i don't even have my life together so i mean i know people who are getting divorced isn't that insane yeah oh my god oh like 27 year old divorcees yeah (gasps) oh Yeah, see, I'm trying to avoid being that by not getting married. <laughs> Let's yeah. just wait this out for a little bit. <laughs> but, like, people have kids in, like, their 30s. I really hope there are no 20-somethings out there that have kids oh, and are I know. about to get divorced. I know. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying. That's yeah, it's hard-knock life. Yep. Um, okay, so, so, the group dates, they are a real thing. She goes on a group date. And she meets this guy, Rasasuke, who is also a red panda, but he's kind of, uh, they call him a space cadet. He, he's like always looking at something far off in the distance, head in the clouds, kind of an overall idiot. Mm-hmm. And, um, she drinks too much, has beer goggles, thinks he's handsome, vomits. He, <laughs> gives, he gives her his handkerchief and she falls in love with him. Yep. This yeah. drunk culture is so like prevalent in Japan. <laughs> like, oh, you vomited? Okay, that's fine. As long as you make the last train, it's okay. Have you seen Passed Out Soul? So much. Oh my god. So like there's this website where there it's just photos of people face down in the street, passed out from drinking in Seoul. It's crazy. I have seen that, yeah. Oh my god. 
I've seen Passed Out Tokyo, so... <laughs> yeah? Oh, my goodness. So, just, like, uh, just people sleeping in the subways. Just, they can't get home. They can't get home. They're asleep. The worst one I ever saw was there was this guy, face down, just, like, like starfished out, just piles of garbage under him. Oh, my God. Like, on the street, he's just, like, laying on garbage. It's just so prevalent in that culture to drink. Yeah. Anytime your superiors tell you to. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so terrible. Like, even if you don't want to, you have to go. So, she falls in love with him because he gave her one kind gesture. And then he kind of is a shitty boyfriend uh, for an episode. And he, Shocker. <laughs> he doesn't listen to her. And he's not very attentive. And he's just kind of... Well, not ignoring her, but not not listening to her. Mm-hmm. Not even present, really. Yeah. I know. And the thing that I resonated with was, like, her two friends are like, let's go. This guy, you, I know you like him a lot, but stop and think. Do you really like him? Does he mm-hmm. even really like you? Are you even happy, or are you just happy that you met someone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a prevalent idea to like, for young women to get married in Japan. Like, mm-hmm. they need to get married. I've talked to so many women who are freaking out. Like, they're saying that they need to get married this year, even if they don't have a boyfriend. And it's, it's just terrible. Like, yeah. you're not gonna find someone who you truly connect with in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And do you really want to be chained to someone if you have kids forever with someone who you're gonna just get divorced from? Well, and they probably won't even get divorced because the culture in Japan is still, like, men will go out to these hostess clubs and Mm. get what they need from these hostess ladies, and the women will be waiting at home. That's terrible. God, that's horrible. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's real life. Yeah. (laughs) That's real life. (laughs) Rachel, you're single. Yes, I am. (laughs) You're single. Do you feel pressure... From your family or from friends to, like, be in a relationship with someone? Yeah. I mean, when everybody else is, it's kind of hard to be friends with people when they have significant others. Like, sometimes people will just forget you exist. My close friend in Ocala, she doesn't have anybody that she's connected to. Um, Nick doesn't have anybody he's connected to. Those two people are the people I hang out with most. Because everybody else has somebody else. I'm not trying to call you out over the podcast. It's just, it's just how it is for a single person, okay? Like, yeah, that it, is how it works. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And I, you know, I don't resent you or anything for it. It's just, I know that's how it goes. But does that make me want to immediately go into a relationship with just some schmuck? Absolutely not. Because I would much rather be by myself most of the time. I definitely feel that pressure living in Japan, especially the age that I am. Mm-hmm that I need to be in some kind of relationship, which I'm not at the moment. So yeah, that is very distressing because I think people judge you on whether or not you're in a relationship. Totally. If you have someone, I don't know, in your life who you can rely on other than yourself, but you should be able to rely on just yourself. Do you feel like the pressure from your coworkers too? No, no, I don't feel that with my coworkers. But then again, I work at an international company. That's so true. Yeah. That's, that's so different. But when I did work at a Japanese company, I totally did feel that feeling. Yeah. Um, like if I didn't have someone Japanese even to go with, if I had someone American to go with, it would be weird also. So, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm feeling the pressure of, when are you getting married, Emily? And I'm like, that's what you get when you've been in a four-year relationship. I know! Oh my god! (laughs) Hey, if it makes you feel any better, my mom asked me that too, and I'm like, I'm not even dating anyone! (laughs) Oh no! no. Rachel, when are you gonna, you're gonna date Jesus? When am I gonna get grandkids? I'm like, look at my brother, okay? He's six (laughs) years older, it's time for him. Leave me alone. Oh my god. It's like, when are you going to marry Jesus and become a nun, Rachel? (laughs) My mom is so opposite. She's like, when are you going to be alone and just independent forever? (laughs) She's the most feminist person you've ever met. (laughs) My mom is always like, Emily, don't don't pressure Kyle. Don't mention marriage. Don't do it. It will happen on its own. Emily, don't do it. It's like, what the? (laughs) And I'm always like, Mom, I'm not being like, good morning, Kyle. When are we getting married? (laughs) over coffee (laughs) when is my proposal happening it's like i think our our parents think that because they got married around our Mm -hmm. age that we are about to jump the broom and go get married and i'm like that's not the case i mean a lot of my cousins didn't get married until their 30s i know i think it's it's really just extending uh retzko went to a wedding in the show and she gave three hundred dollars to the couple Weddings are expensive. That is very accurate. So in Japan, you are supposed to give a non-divisible number, quote unquote. So you're supposed to give $300 or $500 to the couple who is getting married. It doesn't matter. If they get divorced the next day, (laughs) you have still given them $300 for their wedding. And their wedding is going to be shitty, and it's going to be two hours long, and no one is going to have any kind of decision-making skills through that wedding. Everything is going to just be told what they want. It's terrible. I don't understand the non-divisible number because, like, 300 divided by 2 is 150. Yeah, you don't You don't look that deep into this. <laughs> I see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> see, that would be like, here's $3. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. 300 is a lot of money. It is. Like, how, like, what percentage of rent is that, even? Half. But the point is, actually, to, like, like pay for the wedding. Yeah. It's supposed to help pay for the wedding. But if the wedding's two hours long... It is. It's so short. Like, here, it's like a whole day. Yeah. A whole day is a wedding. But in Tokyo, it's two hours, and it's not fun. What are the the basic things that people do at a Japanese wedding? Um, It's really just the reception part of the wedding. They don't have the vows. They don't have anything like that. Sometimes they'll have a speech by somebody. Sometimes they'll have a PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint presentation? Like, oh, <laughs> they were babies and they met each other. Oh, it's kind of okay. a slideshow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, a PowerPoint presentation on marriage. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. Marriage. Marriage. Like, as you can see, by points A, B, and C, they will have a long and prosperous marriage. That's what I was envisioning. Like, if you see my Excel spreadsheet, you can see the trend upwards. (laughs) Your money is well invested. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's cute. (laughs) So, by the end of the show, she doesn't quit her job. She breaks up with her boyfriend. She's kind of in the same place that she was at the beginning, but this time she is going to speak her mind when people are giving Mm. her shit at work, which I feel like is the best lesson to learn. A little more confident in herself. Yeah. Right. It would have felt, like, cheapening if, like, the happy end of it was, like, her in a relationship. Agreed. That that is not the goal of this show. I think the goal of the show is to show her personal growth, and it would have been tarnished if you attached... Yes. Something like that Her to independent it. independent growth. Exactly. What do we think about Hide? 
Hinata, uh, the, the Hyena, and sorry, we can't remember his name. We've been drinking. <laughs> what? No. 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 Shh. Yeah, the, the Hyena. So she has a coworker who likes her, but he's too nervous to ask her out, and he loses his chance when she starts dating someone else. But towards the end, he, um, he tells her that he likes her. And another thing I really liked about this show was, um, he was talking to her and he's like, I know so much more about you than Rosasuke did, and uh, I couldn't believe you were dating him. That's what I was going to tell you before. But now I realize I didn't really know you that much at all. All I knew was this idealized version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, when you put someone on a pedestal, you don't really know them. <laughs> Not exactly. really. Yeah. And, and I like that this show is, like, real. It's so real. It's real, and it has some some... It just smacks knowledge on you in the most unexpected ways because that is such like a truth bomb. And then like when he finally comes clean and he actually tells her that he likes her, it's like, I kind of know that you like me, but you've never told me, so I can't respond until you tell me. And so then he does. I just thought that was good. So, uh, final thoughts on this show. Rachel, you start. Uh, so I had watched a few episodes previously, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I really like where it went, because I stopped before there was, like, any real development in her character, and I was just kind of like, okay, she's gonna have, like, shitty office job and then scream about it, like, okay. But I really liked where it went, and I liked the ending, also. Devin? I originally didn't watch it because I thought it was too real to my situation and, like, things that my friends have experienced throughout the Japanese workplace because it can be harmful the way that you are treated in the Japanese workplace and stressful, and I didn't want to be triggered by that kind of nonsense, so I didn't watch it. But after going through it and watching it with friends and appreciating it for what it was, I really enjoyed the experience because at the end of it, she did come out of the series knowing who she was better and being able to express herself better, which is what I want for every Japanese woman is to be able to express her own opinions better. And you, that, you want them to yes, lean in? Yes. <laughs> I want them to lean in and scream in someone's face because they should. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I really, really liked this show. I thought the animation was great. I thought the style was great. I was so shocked that Sanrio came out with something so adult. Yeah. Um, Mm. They say shit in this. I was, the because I had seen this series. This is my second time uh, watching this. So the first time I was like fucking shocked. And, And like, I just really, really liked it. And yeah. I relate to it a mm-hmm. little too much, like Devin, <laughs> in, in different ways. But yeah, I mean, we've all had shitty jobs. We've all had a shitty boss. Mm-hmm. And like, it really sucks. And I don't know. I just, I related. And then I was like, oh God, my life. And it's one of those makes you think. Yep. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you reflect. Like, not a lot of cartoon shows can do that, can make you, like, actually be retrospective about Mm. your own life and your own experiences. Relate so hard to this (laughs) character. Yeah. So, I felt like the show is something special, and I really hope that there's a season two. I agree. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Though I just, I still want Castlevania first. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Right? Well, Castlevania's coming. It's coming. (laughs) 
So uh, we will be reviewing season two as well. Yes. More more vampire talk. <laughs> I, I know a couple sexy of you. Sexy vampire daddy. <laughs> be shown in a sexy vampire nonsense. Yeah, that's actually, um, when I've talked to some of you guys in person, y'all really like the sexy vampire talk. Uh-huh. It's like spin-off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. Just search Soulmates Podcast. And please leave us a review and rate us. We would really appreciate it. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.